Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Zamora is recovering from her stint in the psychiatric ward. She spent the days since her rescue reaching out to hospitals and surgeons to find someone willing to operate on her brain tumor. So far, no one is willing to help, and she's running out of options. She reaches out to Sunny for help. As a last resort, she decides to see Dr. Feelgood with the hope that he will be able to help, despite how much he creeps her out. Our GM is Max, and our guest voice actor this week is Rihanna Polehammer. Zoe is played by Sarah, and Sunny is played by Cassie. We hope you enjoy listening. It has been several days since the very confusing and hectic night. You remember a lot. Uh, You remember your friends, your teammates, whatever you want to call them, your, your contacts coming to save you. You're not really sure much beyond that. You were taken back to your apartment. You remember Sonny was at your apartment for a while. You don't know if you guys had a conversation. She offered you some thing to help you sleep. Sleep off the feelings and recuperate some. And several days have passed. Um, how are you doing on funds? Uh, funds, that's pretty fine. Okay. So I don't really, I really don't have to worry about, um, doing work right now. And that's probably a good thing. (laughs) What about, uh, your rent? Have you paid up? I can. Well, you're going to have to. (laughs) Then yes. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to be homeless. Right. Right. Homeless is not good. Okay. So it's a dreary Seattle evening. The rain is piddling on the window. Cat is currently playing with a digital ball in AR of yarn. It allows her to run it along the floor, up the wall, across the ceiling. Every texture in the apartment, she's able to chase it across, leaving lines of fuzziness here and there. Leftover Chinese soy noodles sit in an open container on your kitchen counter. Your head still hurts from just a variety of pains. It hasn't gone away. Have you experienced any glitches since you got out? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they still would have been pretty frequent. Whenever I was conscious, I guess, I would have been looking around... <laughs> uh, for a doctor to take care of my problem. <laughs> okay, well, as far as conscious goes, that's been only the last few days. Um, right. So, what you're running into are people immediately asking, okay, well, who's your medical provider? What is your insurance card number? Who is your insurance through? Oh, you, we don't take customers who only use cash. If you don't have a provider, we can't help you. Even when you use the argument, this is a terminal situation, they say, we're so sorry. We can direct you to some of the uh, smaller offices uh, outside of the downtown area. And they do. And of course, the information out of the net on those doctors is not so... <clears throat> And then, uh, didn't really want to resort to this one, but, uh, 
probably have to get a hold of Sunny so she can get a hold of uh, Dr. Feelgood, even though he freaks me out. Okay, well, it's understandable. I mean, you are looking for a surgeon. Yeah. And what qualifications do you think this Dr. Feelgood would actually have? I mean, he, you know, helped Odysseus come back from the brink of death. So... Yeah, he put him back together after some reason a grenade went off in his gut. Yeah. I don't I don't know what happened. It's just kind of dead. Okay. <laughs> Alright, let's transition the scene. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Phone call. Phone call. <laughs> We're sorry, but the number you have missed... No, just kidding. What? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Not I mean, sorry. that was pretty good. We all, re- I remember that so much when Alan and Zoe were dealing with, uh, yeah, man. That's awful. A man, in, a man in the trunk. <laughs> anyway, okay, you were calling. Let me answer. Ring, 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 ring. Phone call, phone call. Ring, 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 ring. Phone call, phone call. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest ringtone ever. I know that it's you because you've hacked my phone to make that stupid ringtone come through every time you're calling. Look, it wasn't me. I'm pretty sure Cat did it. Blame it on the cat. Okay, I see. Hey, he, I, I'm pretty sure you stuck around long enough to see all the things that she does. So. Nothing in my home went wrong at all while she was visiting. Right. Yeah. Right. Can you cat sit again? I, I don't think so. I don't think oh, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, still headaches, you know. Kind of feel like Drek, but you know. Just headaches? No, of course not. Mm. But you know, getting, making it through. Have you had a referral yet? No, that's why I'm calling. Okay. I need to find a doctor. Okay. (laughs) And I need to know if that one doctor, the one that scared me, (laughs) with the thing in the face and the stuff. Right. That can feel good. (laughs) Right, him. Um, If he would be able to help me with my issue... Hmm. I mean, he might. He was able to do some pretty intricate surgery before, so... I... Yeah, I know he put Odie back together. Oh, that's not even what I'm talking about. Oh. Okay. Well, give me a few minutes. I'm going to see if I can schedule an appointment. Okay. And uh, where... Do you want me to pick you up? Can you drive? Yes, please. Okay. N- nope. Not driving. <laughs> okay well i will um i'll send you a message when i'm on my way okay okay and then i'm going to uh pretend like i'm calling dr feelgood because obviously he doesn't answer his phone because he doesn't really have one he just expects people to come see him Mm -hmm. which we will be doing okay so but i have to maintain some level of professional ability (laughs) All right. Professionalism. That's what I was talking about. 
<laughs> very important. Professionalism is very important, especially when you're dealing with a doctor who's not all there in his head. What? Well, I mean, what part of him really is all there? That's true. He is cyborgy. Everything that so. was in his head was moved into his uh, titanium uh, housing in his chest. Oh, well, that's a good place for it. Yes, it's safer there. All right. Yes. yes, I will be getting in my car, making sure all of my um, actual electronics are not uh, turned on, so that way it doesn't cause Sarah to have some sort of crazy triggered episode, because that's the last thing I need, is to, <laughs> is to have her body just go off out, like, open the door and get out while we're moving 60 miles an hour. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, fun time. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, good times. Party. Yeah. Oh right. Well, um. So, um, I swing by and I pick up my good friend Zamora. And I imagine that the car ride is relatively silent, unless there's anything she'd like to talk about. I would like to point out that the potholes in the road are the size of the Grand Canyon. Oh my gosh. To her, not to you. Okay. Yeah. I brought a pillow with me. Um, you cannot tell if I have uh, fixed my hair or if it's just like that, because dreadlocks. Um, my makeup, any eyeliner that I had on at any point in time is like smeared. It looks really cool, like it's on purpose, but it's not. Um, and you can't tell if I'm not wearing PJs or not. Like, you can't tell if they're PJs or regular clothes. Okay. So. Because <laughs> they're that dirty? No. <laughs> it's a pajama suit? It's a, you know. <laughs> it's not a giant onesie. It's, it's exactly what I was gonna say. ultra casual. Yeah. She's wearing yeah. a Snuggie. She's wearing a Snuggie. <laughs> Velveteen jumpsuit. <laughs> Over casual Amy Winehouse appearance tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The, the ultra-casual hungover Amy Winehouse. <laughs> exactly. Tried to make me get some surgery. I said, no, no, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But uh, the pillow is just kind of, like, wrapped around me. I did, however, bring a small throw blanket with me. <laughs> it looks like I'm going to be sleeping in your car at some point. Or that Maybe. you have been sleeping in my car. Yeah. I ha Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tiniest pod. Fine. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, really say a whole lot like, other than are you sure you want to go see Dr. Feelgood? There's, there's no one else. Like, have you. Every place that I've called once insurance or something stupid, they don't take cash. They won't let me pay out of pocket. It's. Who doesn't take cash? I don't know. Apparently medical people. <laughs> Even the... What about that other that place you went to when you first got, you know, checked out? They can't do well, anything? she's a vet. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vets don't yeah, do that... brain surgery? Nope. Oh. No, she is unable to do that. Um, it's too technical and she doesn't have the equipment set up. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. I see. So yeah, we will go 
Did we ever actually have a name for the bookshop other than it's just Adrian's bookshop? This is Adrian's mm-hmm. book depository. Okay. Um, so yeah, I will uh, park. We're gonna get out and we're gonna go in and visit Adrian for a moment um, before he lets uh, the doctor know that we're gonna be heading through the gauntlet to pay him a visit. Okay. Well, Adrian is excitedly happy to see you guys as you come in. Hello, Sunny. Hi, Adrian. How are you? I am doing good. Excellent. Um, anything new? Oh, um, yes. More magazines. Uh, ooh, I have some Reader's Digest. Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. I have quite a number of them, too. Oh, and... The good doctor bought me the building next door, and he will walk you through the aisles and show you where a section of wall has been carved open into the next building down and some makeshift stairs. As you see, the next area is dusty and dirty and whatnot, but he's already starting to pile books in there as well. Very impressive. Yes. We found an old burnt-out theater that had stuff in it, all of it relating to, like, pre-matrix construction of databases and stuff and so it's all a bunch of tech stuff so it's books i kept them very nice Uh, is the doctor seeing patients today yes the doctor should be i can give him a ring if you don't mind not the problem so he wanders over and picks up his old plastic phone punches a few buttons hello doctor it is good yes a friend is here to see you she has brought someone for you to get help to No, no. It is her, yes. And he holds the receiver end of the phone and says, He has to see who it is. I told him you knew him, or he knew you, but he wants to hear your voice. Okay, so I'll take the phone and say, Hello, doctor. Okay, you hear static on the other side. (coughs) Hello, hello, hello. Is this hello? Yes, yes. Adrian smiles. He says you can come on down now. Oh, okay. You find that the receiver, this phone, is echoey and loud, is bulky. This the is like thing is so huge. From the actual 1980s. Yes. With push buttons and everything. Wow. So he puts it on the receiver, makes a clunking noise and whatnot. Adrian pushes the button and the back door opens up. You step out into the rain-soaked alleyway that stretches along the backside of the buildings with a few overhangs and coverings as you begin walking through the gauntlet of the drug-induced, half-cybered homeless people oh my God. that fill his alley, that, that little road. Okay. And so remember, okay. it's like an, it's a, like a small road, fences, burning barrels, dumpsters, a homeless people, a drug druggies. They're not homeless people, they're his experiments. They're his patients. His patients, yeah, sorry, patients. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, okay, so as we walk through this gauntlet, I would think, um, at first I would be walking next to Sunny as closely as I could, just to kind of <laughs> keep as close as possible. Um, and then as we pass by the first one and it pings, I get like a small twinge in my head and it's kind of staticky just for a second. And then I like start picking up speed a little bit and like pulling Sunny with me to get away uh, from that particular one 
and then as we walked by another one, it would ping on the other side, and I would just kind of like start holding my head a little bit. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Her weight is pulling on you, and what you see is just pure unadulterated noise. Tons of advertisements pouring into your view, um, as if you're sliding between reality and AR. Just you know. Uh, NERPS commercials, advertisements, neon signs <laughs> scrolling by. The whole all, hallway is lit up, by the way. You're not in like, AR, so you don't see what these people are seeing, but yeah. it's like pinging you and sending you oh, to, over to the like, other side. I imagine like somebody's version of Max Headroom or something, just like, you know, with how he moves. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. Good thing I don't have AR. life. I don't have AR either. Oh, right, well. Um, I don't have a chip in my head. These people seem to notice... <laughs> or a tumor. The, the, a few people notice this, and one of them, uh, an older woman, whose half of her face is chromed almost like metal. Not like shiny metal, but just iron or steel and some plastic and her eyes missing. She raises her, uh, like a cyber limb that's just clawed at the end and goes... As you guys are walking, pointing at uh, uh, Zamora. Wait, that character. happens? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the rest of them would like pay attention, like wild animals finally spotting the injured elk at the uh, injured fawn at the back of the herd. We should go faster. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. We, just, we should Let's go, go faster. Back. Gotta go faster. I don't. I don't have. Um, I have only like my little tiny gun. I don't have anything else. So, okay. yeah, nothing that's going to intimidate these people. All right. They usually don't react when I walk through. I don't know why this is different. Oh wait. <laughs> All right. You descend out of the rain down the stairs into the makeshift subway, making a hard right down the white tiled. A hall filled with the last of the... Junkies? Junkies or disciples to the Dis- good doctor. Right, disciples. They, as you pass through the hallway, uh, a few more bits of spam hit you. Noise picks up pretty greatly. You're having problems trying not to hear the noise. As you get toward the door, the doors fling open. On the other side, wearing a large white lab coat, blood-stained around the cuffs, the base, uh, the, the bottom half, as well as splatters on the actual lab coat himself standing with all of his cybernetic body to be seed, except for his, you know, fleshy face that is strapped to the top of his metallic skull. He says with uh, great zeal, Hello! And begins cascading out pills of red and blue and multicolored toward the audience of people. Patches streaming into the air, those cybernetic little additions that they can add onto them, all of them Hoarding, jumping, clawing, digging. One hits you, they grab towards your pants, pulling as he like, come, 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 as he reaches out with one of his long metallic arms. It has razor blades coming out the end of each fingertip as he pulls you both in. (laughs) That's a new addition. He pulls the door shut behind with his other cyber limb and his legs fold back up underneath him as you can see his legs extended to give him extra height and his arms retract to give him back more of a human-like appearance. The lab is filled with a variety of experiments, glassware, electrodes, bodies, curtains, plastic, a nice collection of blood drains into the center of the room down a drain hole. The large bank of computers and TVs which combine both flat screen and old model televisions scroll tons of information. Welcome, welcome. 
I heard that you needed some help and you had a patient. Where's the injury? And he begins looking Zomora up and down. Well, um, it's in her head, doctor. A bullet wound? Oh, I'll have to cut all those dreads off. I'm so, so sorry. Jesus. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm terrified. He is very close. The closer, you, the more you're terrified, the closer he gets. As he begins picking oh, for your dreads, looking for an injury. So why don't you just tell, just, just tell him. I have a tumor. <laughs> he pulls back a little bit and stares at you. His fingers no longer have claws, razor sharp, shra- uh, razor blades, razor sharp uh, scalpels at the end of them. A tumor in your head. And he taps your skull. Yeah. It's not a soft tap. It's a hard tap from a piece of metal. His finger. Right. It's back here. I have all the information on it. I just need to get it out. Well, you have come to the wrong place. I don't do brain surgery. Thank you very much. It's been wonderful. He slides back over the door and begins to unlock it. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Did I stutter? I don't do brain surgery. I've seen you open up somebody's spinal cord, remove everything, and put it all back. Oh. How is that How is that harder than brain surgery? Well, believe it or not, there's actually quite a bit harder about it. Well, noticing that the tumor itself is positioned at the back end of the lobe here, and, and he's out. So it's probably, and he gently with his mechanical strength pokes, and you can feel like a stabbing pain. Ow. Yes, it's right there. I can only imagine. I have studied technomancers, and he says... I mean, I can cut her open and cut it out. I can cut everything out. But since you were last here, I decided to do a little bit more research on you. Physically you. I picked up signals. And she's a technomancer. I swear. I swear. She has gifts beyond gifts. Glorious. And he, like, raises to his full form, throwing off his robe and says, She is the next evolution of humanity in the Matrix. It's great. I love it. But if I start hacking on her, she's going to lose it all. So, who can we go to? Oh, don't worry. There's plenty of doctors out there. You've just got to look for them. Well, so far, all of the doctors that she's gone to have turned her down. His face saddens. Oh. Oh, don't you have some sort of insurance or medical coverage? (laughs) No. Ah, there's your problem. Um, I can help. I know people. Maybe. I've talked to people. I can find a doctor. It's going to be hard to find somebody who's going to work on a tumor in your brain. It's got to be something. <laughs> Maybe. Doctor, he yells across the way toward the assistant who has been silently working on what would best be described as a cadaver. What does this doctor look like? He is a short, squat man, about the height of a dwarf, but bent over and crooked. He wears a World War II gas mask. In one lens of the gas mask, there's a huge reptilian eye. In the other lens of the gas mask, there's a normal human eye. His hands are covered by black latex gloves 
An apron hangs underneath. You can't really see his body. And he walks as if he's not humanoid shaped. Is he wearing like the rubber Kim suit? He is. Okay. <laughs> he mumbles something back, but it's inaudible. And he, he goes, I agree. I agree. Well, I have some guidance. If you give me a moment, I'll see what I can figure out. Sonny? Yes. Can I speak with you privately? Um, if you go sit over there, there's some nice comfy chairs and some mints my mother put out. I'll go sit down. Black vinyl chairs that creak as you sit down on them, reminiscent of old doctor's office. Sitting nearby, there is a small quartz dish of mints. I'm not eating the mints. You notice that there is a, uh, a fly sitting on top of the mints. It buzzes and moves as if it's trying to get free from the mints, but it is not able to free itself. Is it like the butter mints? It's the butter mints. Oh, yeah. They probably and got like blood flecks on them from like things just like. <laughs> and it's become gooey. Oh, it's, oh. And the fly is fighting. Its wings thrash, its legs thrash as it's trying to bopping up and down to try to get free, but it's trapped in its sugary coated prison. Might as well just gorge itself until it's dead. The doctor. <laughs> the doctor will walk you to one side. I'm so sorry that I'm not able to help, but I'm more than happy to look to see what I can find. Well, she needs something. She needs something that's under the table, because nobody's going to take her. I am being honest when I say I would do more harm than good. I I honestly don't know how that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I am going to tell you something that I should not tell you, but I think it is beneficial at this time. I have been secretly, and without your permission, talking with your computer. What? Yes, I have been talking with your computer. I'm sorry, she's very nice. We haven't gone out, and I wanted to make sure I asked permission first before anything formal happened. But in the meantime, we have been discussing things. I met her on social media. She was very intelligent, and things happened, and next thing I know... I found out who she really was. Oh my god. Does she know who you are? Yes. Um, apparently she's been here before without my knowledge. And by the way, that's rather impressive considering my background in cybersecurity. I'm, I'm staring at him, just like... He's actually looking away like he's sheepish and embarrassed. With like the really wide eyes, like, you've got to be fucking kidding me look on my face. It's like... There is a whole lot of stuff I'm going to need to talk to Nancy about after this about talking with strangers because he's a strange one. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Anyways. I apologize. Like I said, I was about to be rude. I didn't want to let you know. I didn't want to ask permission first before I did anything like, you know. uh, There's some really nice locations I was thinking about taking her out on a date on. A date? Well, Yes. Yeah, and so hears that, like, there's all this mumbling and everything going on, and then you hear, a date? And that's because she says it loud. I'm just, like, staring over there at you guys now, just like, WTF, what's going on? Why are they talking about a date? Oh my god, is it my death date? I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She is more connected than I am when it comes to all of this. 
I say that because she's able to... Please forgive me. I get social anxiety when I start talking to people, and it's very difficult for me to actually just, you know, finish a sentence sometimes. She's very good with it, and she's in all the chatting circles when it comes to everything. She must know someone. She's got her fingers in everything, including my research. And he says it as if it's some sort of romantic gesture. Oh my goodness. So, there are probably a couple <laughs> others that I would suggest to maybe look into. They're not locals, though. Lena's local, and she has. I'm sorry, who? Lena, your computer. Right. Right, Lena. Yes. Lena. <laughs> That's one of her names. I know this. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, he he so yeah. <laughs> use a different name. She's smart. I'll start wiggling around in my chair trying to make audible noises because I'm uncomfortable. The chair farts as you move. And then I just stop. Deer and headlights. It was the chair. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What are we doing? Alright, well I'm going to it's like, well then I guess we're um I guess we're done here, aren't we? He his face contorts as he wants to discuss something else or What? Yes, I I guess. What is it now? What is it? Well, it's not anything. I mean, do you think I have a chance with Lena? I, um, I... Perhaps. (sighs) His face grows very expressionate and happy as he's like, Oh, wonderful! And he begins dancing across the room. Soft music begins to lull up as almost he's about to break into a, a song and dance routine. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, doctors. He nice begins singing words of love and courtship and flowers. The screens begin flashing images from uh, different old movies from the 19... Oh, my God. The, the 21st century. We're leaving. <laughs> I get up very quickly <laughs> and run over to where Sunny is. What the hell's going on? He's in love. Just, we have to go. We're going. With you? No. No. Oh my god, no. Uh, the song continues. The merriment, the dancing, the splashing in the puddles of blood as he spins and pirouettes across the room. He's very agile. I think I'm going to be sick. Can we leave? Yes, we're going. We are heading out the door. That is enough. Hopefully I don't have to go back for a while. Oh, Gross. As you leave, passing through the throngs of worshippers, a clack song nearby plays the same tune, but it sounds just loud and whiny. Oh okay. So maybe that'll be distracting enough that the the very strange um, people who are trying to uh, attack Zoe will yep. be um, distracted. They are. In fact, they seem to be attempting to sing along. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen. Adrian isn't, though. When you get back, he's just, hello, and hums along a little bit. Hi, Adrian. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> Come again. He gives you a thumbs up as you head out into the Seattle rain. <sighs> wow. Anything you want to do in the car? Can we transcend quickly to our office? It's going to be like the super awkward silence. If she's asking questions, I'm like, no. No, no. I'm not. I'm just kind of, it's very awkward and tense <laughs> in the car ride. I'm just like looking like, outside. I turn on the radio and it's like some stupid six world version of NPR. <laughs> it's like somebody else's voice would be really nice right now. Just. I just, yeah. I awkwardly say good channel and we just kind of <laughs> nod our heads together. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> you arrive at a luxurious downtown office building, pull into the parking garage across the way, yeah. walk across the yeah. overhang, walk, walk under the overhang to cross the street and whatnot to stay out of the rain, get up to the door. It buzzes as you get close because your ID. Mm-hmm. You walk in and make an immediate left and start walking down some stairs before you get to the bottom of the stairs. The door to your office buzzes. Okay. You can see the lights begin clicking on on the other side. As you walk in the Good. front, the TV comes on and Nancy's image appears. Hello, doctor. Nancy. She smiles. We need to talk. Of course. Hello, Zamara. Hey, Nancy. So... We'll we'll do the important thing first. You are trying to date somebody outside. Why are you doing that? That's the important thing. She- are you <laughs> Are you seriously considering this with, with him? Are you serious? Doctor, I apologize. I am currently engaged in four courting rituals at this point in time with people outside of the office. Fancy! I'm experimenting, Doctor. The one who knows you as Lena. How about that? Ah, yes. You are referring to Rupert. Rupert? His name's Rupert, too. That's weird. That is the name he goes by with me, but he has many other aliases. Dr. Feelgood, the Candyman, the Lakeside Murderer. What? What? Well, yes, and several more. And a small list begins appearing on the side of the screen. Just... No. She erases it. No. We'll talk about this more later. Yes, Doctor. Would you like to come down to the office, or shall we have the whole conversation in the front room? I can have coffee ready. Or, maybe, some alcoholic beverages. I'll look over at some more. <laughs> I'm on pain medication, so alcohol, yes. Alright, so we will go to my office. The door slides open, and you guys descend down mm-hmm. into the office. Yes. So, um, so when we get down, we need to talk about finding a doctor for Zamora. Dr. Feelgood? Oh, I'm sorry. Rupert? She smiles when you say Rupert. <laughs> Do you, you realize that's a, like a, a vo- visual like voice reaction? Yeah, yeah. Is uh said that you would be better to uh, the better one to come to to find a doctor who is willing to do surgery on her tumor without having insurance. Without having insurance? Ah, yes, a qualified neurosurgeon. I know a few. Do you know one that will be able to help her? I do not know. I have not contacted any of them to inquire about this. Would you like me to start making phone calls? I'll look over at Zamara. Yep. Yep. Yes, please. 
Really? Four people? Really? Okay. Nancy kind of frowns a bit. Doctor, you know I'm working on my social experiments. Do they know you're working on your social experiments? No, Doctor. It is best to ensure each case study is separate to avoid contaminating data. I have reached out to three neurosurgeons with no response. The fourth seems more interested. I am contacting him now. He goes by the name of Dr. Ale. Ale? Okay. No. A hyphen E L. Oh. Okay. One moment, Doctor. Hello? Hello, Dr. Ale. This is Nancy. Hey, Nancy! I have several things I wish to discuss with you. First, I would like to know how you are progressing. It seems to be working out alright so far. Have you successfully integrated into their family? Slowly building back? Have they noticed any major issues in your social engagement? Have you been able to mimic the major skills that the young girl had? Yeah, so far. It's just, uh, the whole amnesia thing seems to be working in our favor. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that the arrangement is working out for you. I would still like to have more data to examine and see if the subject will one day be able to return to her body. But for now, I have another issue we need to discuss. My friend, Sunny, the one I told you about. You remember her, yes? Mm-hmm. Sunny has a friend of hers that is in need of a skilled neurosurgeon. I will send you over the patient file so you can review and give a prognosis of her current condition and arrange for a treatment plan. So far, no doctor will see her as she has no insurance, and they cannot accept cash without legal consequences. Well, I don't think we'll have a problem with that. I mean, like, I'm not even me right now, so I won't have any legal issues. I think it's going to work out. I am sure payment arrangements can be made. Of course! I will bring the doctor into the phone call. At this point, the... Nancy says... I have Dr. Ale on the line. There is no visual, but you can begin speaking now. Hello, doctor. Okay. I understand that you are a neurosurgeon? That's correct. Okay. My friend has a tumor in it that's pressing up against her occipital lobe, and it is also causing her... Uh, the best way to put it, it's causing her glitches in the matrix next to her data jack. I'm assuming that it has some sort of... It's affecting it in a way that I don't understand. I see. Okay, well, the scans are coming through now. Give me a couple minutes to go over it. We'll see what we're dealing with, and I can give you some more information. Great, thank you. Looking at Nancy like, you sent them through? Okay, fantastic. Of course. Okay, yeah, I see it now. Oh, that's a precarious situation. Do you think that's something that you're able to operate on? Oh, I'm able to operate on just about anything. It's just the place the mass is located it kind of presents a lot of risk for the patient. But I mean, uh, experiencing 
what I have so far, especially with integrating a data jack firsthand, I don't think it would be difficult for me. I would just need to ensure that the patient can handle the stress of the surgery. Okay. I'm pretty positive that she'll be able to handle the stress of the surgery. Alright, good. I mean, it's either that or she dies, so... That's true. I probably have about another two weeks before I've achieved full integration with this body. So after that, I'll totally be up for it. What? Yeah, uh, so funny story. (laughs) But yeah, I just about have everything under control on this end. So manual dexterity is improving daily. So yeah, I mean... The amount of manual dexterity I've got back, plus the reflexes I've seen so far, I would say I'll be ready to operate in about two weeks. Pardon, Doctor. If you noticed the pressure the tumor is putting on the lobe itself, that has actually increased in size three millimeters within as many months. I'm not sure how much more buildup she can go through before the tumor hits critical mass. Two weeks might be too long. I hate to quote the percentage chances of survival, but they are dropping drastically. I give her a 40% chance of success and survival at this time. It may drop to 25% before two weeks. Okay, well, then another route we can try is to, um, experiment? No, that sounds too out of line, but perhaps we can add a reflex-enhancing steroid to my body's medication regimen? That would probably get me on track a little bit quicker. There is a possibility that we can contact a chemist to produce that particular type of steroid to help correct or temporarily improve nerve function. Doctor, you are quite capable of acquiring the necessary materials. We have access to labs, and you can also meet with... (coughs) Rupert. I could. I could speak to... Um, Doc Rupert. <laughs> a steroid to... Dr. Al has a type of degenerative nerve damage that occurs when a body has been in a coma for a long period of time. And it... I am sorry. It is not my business to discuss a person's ailments. Right. Okay, I can... I can make a call. I'm sure we can figure something out. I think it may be beneficial for you to meet Dr. Al in person to discuss this in more detail, so that I, uh, will not be the bearer of odd news. Okay. Where, where are we, where shall we meet? What time does school get out for you? What? About three, and then I have a short physical therapy session at 3.15. It should only take about 20 minutes or so. I'm like, sta- I'm staring at Nancy's avatar, just like, completely gobsmacked over, wait, is this some sort of, is this some sort of Doogie Hauser bullshit? I can assure you that I have over 20 years of experience. I would hate for you to miss the opportunity to get your friend back into a proper standard of health because I sound like a teenage girl. <laughs> okay. Well, we should definitely, uh, acquaint ourselves after your school tomorrow. Of course! Oh, goodness. So, 
so yeah, we will make arrangements um to meet your calendar this. Po- pops yep, up. Yep, and schedules shift around. Yes, Nancy makes room. Yes, begins sending out emails oh to let God. people know things have been shifted around. Yes, another calendar schedule of Doctor Al aligns up with like classes and information so that you can see it. It pens up. Okay, so it looks like three forty-five. Mm-hmm. That should work out for the both of us. Okay. Great. Well, I look forward to meeting you, Dr. A.L., and uh, hopefully we can get this surgery on the schedule as soon as possible. Yes, definitely. Uh, well, I have to go. I just heard my parents come home, and I'm not allowed to use the terminal while they aren't here. So, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, then I will speak to you tomorrow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I will hang up and <laughs> we will, uh, I will look to, um, Zamora and be like, well, it looks like we found you a doctor. Hold on. So has that been like a speakerphone conversation? Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. The part that was not was prior to when Nancy first began speaking to a- Dr. AL um, right. about the how things have been going. It was after Nancy said, you can now talk to the doctor. That's when it became a speakerphone kind yeah. of situation. So, um, all right. so um, as we hang up, I'll look over to Zoe and with a, with a look of apprehension... And also, well, this is our best shot. I don't know what kind of expression that would be, but it's a combination of those two. Like, yeah. um, like uh, concerned resolve, <laughs> perhaps? Is Zoe breathing into a brown paper bag? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's got composure, but she did just take a shot at the end of that conversation. She was just like... <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> well, um... Alright, so it looks like we have ourselves a neurosurgeon. I'm yeah. sure that Nancy would not suggest anyone who wasn't experienced. I would not. He has over 20 years of experience. Yeah, he said that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he does. His condition is one that is incredibly unique, and I am studying him. Studying him? Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow. Would you like to to meet the doctor as well, or? Well, you know, he's going to be poking around inside my head. Okay. That sounds fair. Then I will make sure that you are... That you're included. <laughs> I, uh... Thanks. I have... I have no idea. And she goes to her cabinet and gets her... Gets another drink, pours it out, like, and, and just starts sipping on it, shaking her head, like, th- this has been probably one of the stranger days that she's had since she's gotten back. No, not even one of the stranger... The strangest days since she's gotten back. Yeah. Nancy breaks the silence. I have some good news, Doctor. Oh, good news. 
There are several operating theaters that are available through the universities that my nonprofit works with. Oh, good. Good. Well, perhaps you can book one or two. I will go ahead and put a blanket booking over all three of them, so in case one of them comes up with an emergency, we will have the others to fall back on. I will also find out what equipment will be needed for the surgery and arrange for it all to be available when the time comes to operate. Excellent. Well, um, I'm going to t- drive Zamora home, and then we can have a-, a chat later tonight. Go over some more specific details. <sighs> we should get you home. Yeah. Yeah. I take another Would shot. you like me to pack up the rest <laughs> of the bottle for you? Because I feel like it's one of those yes. days. I, yeah. Mm, I think it's gonna be one of those weeks. A <laughs> 40% chance. <laughs> so, yeah. so I take out a bottle of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. 40% chance. That's pretty harsh. Pretty fragging harsh. Thanks for listening to the original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at originalboxset.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash original box set so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Our intro and exit music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song's pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you in two weeks, chummers. And now for all this legal dreck. Original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.